Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, my South Stand chum, the bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode number 109. We are properly marching through the hundreds at the minute. It'll be 200 before you know it. <laughs> Our final pre-season podcast uh, is this one, uh, so the next one we do will be uh, for National League games. So yeah. we were at the open date earlier today as we record this, uh, Sunday the 30th of July. Uh, and with thanks to Charlie Long, we spoke to um, two of the players and the gaffer. Uh, more on that later on in the show. But this is a bumper, bumper, bumper show. So uh, packed full of news and views. So I think it's probably best that we, we crack on. Yeah, absolutely. So as always, then like a normal podcast, we will start with the Supporters Club update. So first one this season to tell you about the Supporters Club are running coaches to Sutton next Saturday on the 5th of August. Coaches leave the Supporters Club at 9.30am for a 12.30 kickoff. That's due to the game being live on BT Sport. This is a one-off flat fare of only £12 and that offer is open to non-members as well. So a great price. For that, you can book on the travel line on 07722-135970 or you can book in the supporters club on Tuesday night before the friendly against Arsenal. Also, the supporters club hosting a meet the manager evening uh, with head coach Steve Davis on Tuesday the 22nd of August. That will start at 7.45pm with the doors opening at 7pm. Tickets for this one are free and will be available to members only from the Supporters Club at the home games against Solihull Moors on Tuesday the 8th of August and Maidstone on Saturday the 12th of August. So if you're free on the 22nd of August, get yourself down there and meet Steve. And obviously we've already said it, but I'll say it again, Steve appears later on in the podcast. Yeah, he does. Moving on, uh, the Late Orient Trust have sent us an update and says... Firstly, belated thank you to Charlie Lee and Miles Judd, who, along with Kent Teague, Martin Ling and Ross Embleton, and not forgetting Theo, attended the Waltham Forest Garden Party held in Lloyd's Park on Sunday the 16th of July. Lots of photos and autographs were forthcoming alongside the large inflatable football pitch, superbly hosted by the Trust. I saw pictures of that and it did look wicked. Uh, Unfortunately, I couldn't get down. Um, The Trust are also facilitating free summer holiday multi-sport and dance session for boys and girls aged 5 to 12 at the Leighton County Ground and the Score Centre in Leighton and at the Loxford Leisure Centre in Ilford all throughout August. Call the Trust on 0208 556 5973 for more information. Yep. Also, the club are pleased to announce that the club's 50-50 community ticket scheme will continue, allowing local community groups, schools, charities and affiliated clubs to watch the O's at a discounted rate while sharing in the proceeds to help raise funds for their own group projects. Tickets under this scheme will cost just £15 for adults and £5 for under-18s, whilst the proceeds of the total ticket sales will be split 50-50 between the O's and the community group, giving those participating a great incentive to get behind the local professional club. Simply, the more you sell, the more you make. Yeah, and as and as an added enticement, those utilising the scheme will also have the opportunity to, opportunity to invite up to 16 members of their club 
as pre-match flag bearers or half-time penalty takers, obviously subject to availability. It really couldn't be easier to apply to the scheme. Uh, simply email community liaison officer Howard Gould on h.gould, G-O-U-L-D, at leightonorient.net. Fantastic to have a good supportive club update again, and it's even better yeah. to have a massive trust update again, obviously, since the takeover. Kent and I have both been very vocal in saying what the club means to the community and it's great to see Howard and Neil and the team at the Trust getting back out in the community and trying to get as many bums in seats uh, as possible at the football club and get the word back out there yeah, that exactly. are here to stay which is yeah. brilliant so our last podcast was two and a half weeks ago lots to catch up on so it was Thursday the 13th of July so moving on into the two and a half weeks that was on the Friday 14th of July Guardian reporter Shona Duffy announces that she'll be leaving her role and will not be covering the O's anymore. So obviously we worked, well, not worked, we knew we knew Shona quite well, uh, lovely lovely lass, and we'd like to wish her the best of luck in her current role. So Shona, good luck in the future from yeah. us at the podcast. And thanks for coming on. Um, yeah. At 4.30 on Friday the 14th of July, another new signing was revealed as the club announced the signing of 21-year-old forward Macaulay Bond for an undisclosed fee from Colchester United. Yeah, which, undisclosed fee. We're not yeah. used to seeing those. Uh, us pay up for those. So your views on Mr. Yeah, Bond? as you just said, unusual to pay a fee um, at our level um, and also, you know, for an inexperienced play. You know, he's, he is 21. So there must be something about him that we don't know about. Um, exciting young player who can be developed. And for me, it's probably all part of Ling's master plan. Yep, so your my views on that. Yeah, excited by the signing. Mm. Looks like him and Mooney will be the first choice pairing uh, up front don't know too much about him uh, when we signed him other than that he scored the third goal when Colchester beat us 3-1 last season which yeah. was the last football league goal at Brisbane Road yeah. um, the fact we paid a fee for him shows a real sign of intent and obviously we write these comments live as uh, these signings are made so obviously this is all past at the time yeah. yeah absolutely um, so moving on then uh, the club not, are not content to announce one player at 6.30 the club announced the signing of powerful and experienced 31 year old centre back George Elakobi who has also joined from Colchester on a two year deal and for me I think that's the exact exact signing that we needed to make as, as, as a centre back powerful experienced and, and expecting good things from him yeah, I agree with you on that one. Could be a vital piece of the puzzle. Good defender, experienced, big, mm. strong, just what we've been crying out for and perhaps what we were lacking um, last, season. last season. So, so far in this pre-season, we've given you the best interviews um, that we could get and obviously it doesn't stop here because we actually spoke to George Elikobi, um at the Open Day today and here's what he had to say on joining the O's. This is George Elikobi recorded earlier today. Tough game yesterday. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good exercise for us. Um, they're a good side, and obviously, um, lovely pitch. They've got some experienced players out there. Um, and it was, it was a good exercise for us yesterday to, to come through it and make sure, you know, we keep the winning habit going. Yeah, and pre-season's been good for, for winning, lots of wins yeah. pre-season. Yeah, lots of wins. Sometimes you do, as players or as a club, you do look at it as, yes, it's pre-season, the, the result doesn't matter, but winning is a good is a good habit to have. And um, we are all new, fairly new new players into the team, and we all 
are inputting in different ways and we've got a new manager as well so um, it's been good it's been good so far and lots of new players new faces what's, what's the team spirit like ladies amazing amazing um, yeah it's amazing um, everyone that's coming is just slotted in straight away like they've been here for, for years and years so that's just to, to show the, the atmosphere it's, it's, it's amazing you know we all get on well with each other there's no big egos and you apart know, from you obviously no 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 not that uh, you know I'm a joker <laughs> but yeah um, the team spirit is amazing and you can see that on the pitch as well there's, there's a bit of relationships going on on the football pitch which is going to be vital for us moving forward so you said you're a joker who are the other jokers in the you need characters in the at the football club and everyone is, is, is a character within themselves and yeah, um, Charlie is one of them. Um, you've got you've got a few in the changing room, which is good. Obviously, I'm quite loud. I'm a loud. I'm, I've got a loud personality, and I just want to come come to work every day and be happy. And uh, that that goes with the rest of the squad. Everyone comes in wanting to do well for this football club, and hopefully, it's going to help us out on the football pitch. See, you joined us quite late um, in terms of pre-season side mm -hmm. of things. What, what's been the toughest part for you so far? In pre-season, the toughest part for me, I'll say, is me training by myself. Um, when I turned down the contract at Colchester, um, training in the park and just making sure I was right for wherever my career takes me. And, you know, it was amazing that I kept myself in good shape. And um, when I came in, it wasn't, it wasn't obviously hard for me to, to feed in. It was a slow, it was a slow process going into 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 training obviously because i hadn't been training with, with um, a group i've been training by myself so um, the manager done a great thing by making sure i wasn't chopped into the deep end straight away it was a, and his his process for myself and it's, it's come it's come it's come on good because i'm feeling great going into into the season next week you know so I'm looking forward to it. You're fit, fit and ready to go? I'm fit and ready to go. Cool. I think it would be remiss of us not to mention the last time that you were at this club. I know someone's already asked you about this, but yeah. uh, the last time you were here uh, with Colchester, yeah. um, us fans staged the last sort of late pitch invasion. What was it like as, a, as an opposing player? As an player? opposing player. Yeah, um, and uh, from the rest of the Colchester team as well. What were what was the thoughts from from you guys? Well, it was it was it was it looked crazy, but at the same time, I, I can understand from an experienced point of view. I could understand because we've been I've been watching Orient for a while and seeing it for the last three years because I almost signed for you guys for Orient right. in three years three years ago, and I missed I missed not signing and watching things went went from where it was to where to the protest I could understand what was going on you know I, the fans wanted their club back which they had every right to do that it was a peaceful protest it wasn't any violent or anything when the fans come on the pitch they were just making sure their voices were heard and um, I'll say it was good because obviously you got you got your club your, your football club back and that's how it should be. It's, I mean, Orient is one of the, is it the second oldest football club yeah, in, in, in London? Well, it was 138 years of, of age. Um, Orient, since it was, you know, I don't know. I'm guessing. I think you're right, yeah. My message isn't yeah. that quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, so, you know, to see a traditional club being run in the way it was being run, obviously you feel for the fans because they want to come and support their football club, but obviously they win. 
you know they went enjoy watching what what they were, they were seeing you know so it was good for for, the, for you guys too for orient too the orient fans to to protest and like i said you, they got the, the club back and i can see a lot of smiles in and around the place which is which is good for for us as players to see and we know that the fans are right behind us and throughout the season and we're going to try try our best to make sure when we go out there we put in a performance that you know deserve wins or deserve draws. Just finish up then, you're fighting fit, you're ready to go, the fans are fit, ready to go, what are your hopes for the season? Promotion. That's promotion. the main goal, promotion. Yes. Amazing, what an amazing thing to end on, what is your goal, just one word, promotion. So it was great to speak to George, thank you to Charlie and the club for helping us get those interviews, obviously there's a bit of background noise um, that you could hear, that was because the opening day was going on. Uh, in the background and you might have heard a few cuts while we were interviewing that's because there was an announcement I think about Mooney's daughter's birthday um, as we were interviewing yeah. Mr Ella Kobe so. a couple of times it cut short there so sorry for the poor quality uh, there so we've heard from the man himself um, you've heard our views <laughs> yep. just we've picked up from all the uh, masses of, of um, tweets that we had in on this. Uh, Ian, Manny, Rennie, John tweeted and said, Beast on the pitch, model professional off it. Should have signed him when he trialled under Slade. Delighted to have yeah, him. Great tweet there. At Chris Cow 2 said, Beast of the centre-half. What a totally awesome signing. Best signing of the summer so far. I Heart Rushmore said, Great signings this week. Really excited about the squad shaping up. Yeah, and at Jack Coates 14 said, I'm so happy right now with all the signings we've made. I'm confident going into the season. And brilliant. Like I said, George was, was brilliant speaking to him off recording. He said, you know, the one thing you will get from me is commitment and I will mm. give 10 out of 10 every, every time I play. I will give you 100%. I'll leave um, everything on the pitch. Yeah, if it's very not honest. worked out, it's not through the lack of trying or very wanting honest. to. So absolutely inspiring to hear that. Yeah. So moving, moving on. on then, Saturday the 15th, of July was the gaffer's, uh, sorry, the director of football, Martin Ling, celebrated his 51st birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Mr birthday. Ling. Yeah. Also in the day, the O's made the short journey to Harlow for a pre-season friendly. So the 11 was announced as Granger in goal, Caprice, Pollock, Hap and Scows at the back midfield of Lawless, Oshing, Trialist. It won't be the first time you hear Trialist in this podcast. Um, so just Trialist, no ALB, just Trialist with Alzate completing the midfield and up front Tristan Abrahams and a certain Moody at half time we were 2-1 up we're not going to do full match reports on on pre-season games we were 2-1 up Thanks to goals from the aforementioned Mr. David Mooney. Um, his, his his goal, I think, if I remember rightly, McCauley put in a peach of a cross to him um, and, and he's just put it in a brilliant, brilliant goal. Uh, Tristan Abrahams also scored uh, after Harlow had opened the scoring. Yep, and the second half was a completely different 11 of Sargent in goal. Back four of Judd, Clark, Perkins and Woodowson. Midfield Lee, McLean, Caroma with trialist B, Bon. And trialist C. Yeah, the second half. Trialist B, I think it was. His name is Josh Taylor. Scored twice. As well as new signing McCauley Bond grabbing a double. And the game ends 6-1 to the Orient. Yeah, one of Josh Taylor's goals was very good. I think the second one where he hits it from about 30 yards out. Yeah, it was a really good take goal. A bow, yeah. Take a bow. Take a So, you was at the game? I was. So, your views on that one? Mr. Really enjoyed Lee? that. Really nice ground. Um, Tommy Cunningham. That's right. He's yeah. the owner. Yeah. Danny Chapman. Yep. Danny Chapman. Dave yeah. Chapman. Danny Chapman. Orient. 
uh, is the first team manager there. Really nice ground, really welcoming, decent setup there. Um, 3G Astro turf, so good practice uh, for the game against Sutton. So obviously it's important that yep. we get in that practice as well. Um, and, and not a bad game. The first half uh, was much more even than the second. And later on, I understood that was because Harlow fielded they a bunch out. of trialists yeah. themselves as well. Uh, it was good to meet Kent, who instantly recognised me, which took me aback a bit. Who, that really who, surprised me. Who wouldn't recognise you? Oh, loads, <laughs> thousands apparently. Um, it took me by surprise, but really lovely to see Kent in the flesh. Saw loads of fans and everyone I spoke to was in really high spirits. Had a nice chat with the gaffer, Steve Davis as well. Chris Kane and I were stood by the tunnel and Steve was just sort of loitering and we just engaged and very engaging, very warm guy. Um, Very pleased uh, with that. Uh, Also, yeah, bumped into Dave Victor, Charlie uh, Long and and had a good chat with uh, the recently married George Sessions. Oh yes, congratulations, gorgeous George, who was on the last podcast. So that completes the Harlow Roundup. Also on the Saturday, the under-18s were victorious with a 3-1 win over Bishops, Stortford, Swifts. Thanks to a real Satoru hat-trick. We mentioned Satoru um, before recording, saying his name is cropping up quite a lot as a in this podcast. In yeah. the podcast is getting the goal, so well done there to Mr. Satoru. Lovely. And on Monday the 17th of July now, another summer signing is announced at half past three, as this time it's 25-year-old midfielder Craig Clay, who was at Motherwell last season and joins the O's on a two-year deal. Another two-year. All the contracts yeah. so far, two-year deal, stability. Experienced yes. players, that's exactly what they're going for. Exactly. Uh, Craig was part of the Grimsby team who got promoted out of the National League two years ago and he's made 39 appearances at Motherwell in the Scottish Premiership last season. So for me, I really like this sign-in. He says he's a box-to-box midfielder, which is exactly what we need. For me, I watched some YouTube highlights of yep. him. He looks like a Lloyd James player with his crossing and passing. He's that type, which I don't know how people feel about that. But for me, I think that's good to have someone that can ping, ping the ball about yep. and break up play. Gives you a different options, doesn't it? He does to what we what we yeah. will eventually have. Yeah, bit left field for me, but I like it in terms of left field. I mean, how on earth are we signing players from the Scottish Premiership? <clears throat> Who was it ever present from thirty nine appearances mm. last season? A great signing, good age. Good experience, could be brilliant. Um, hope he doesn't turn out to be another Robbie Weir, one of a player who comes from a big club, big expectation. Um, but so far, he's saying the right things. He's looking good. Um, so very, very happy with that one. So yeah. wish him all the best. So Absolutely. Tuesday, 18th of July, we played Burnham Ramblers in our third pre-season friendly um, team. For this one, was Sergeant in goal uh, at the back: Judd, Clark, McLean, and Willowson. Midfield: Barker with trialist A, Alderson. Karoma, trialist B, and up front, Tristan Abrahams, who had a pretty phenomenal first half. It did, because by half-time, we were up 7-0, thanks to five goals from the aforesaid Tristan Abrahams in a brace for trialist B. Yeah, five goals I mean, in one half. I mean, obviously, you can argue that the Ramblers aren't their strongest opposition, but to get five goals in any half, um, like we've seen by playing in that loft match and playing with a legend, it's pretty difficult so well done to Mr Abrahams there uh, in the 60th minute on came Granger Pollock Hap Hap is a big bloke so he's a big, he's yeah, big, he's a big for lad. such a young man uh, Woodowson Oshing Lee Alzate and Bond and off came Sergeant McLean Clark Scales Trialist A Barker Alderson and Karoma. yeah Stephen Alzate grabbed a goal and Rural Satoru scored a double as a final score 
ended up as 10 nil to Orient. 10 nil to the Orient. Yeah, people saying we want 11. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, Your views on that? Like I've said before, really, you could say the quality of opposition wasn't the best, but scoring five goals in any game <coughs> will give Tristan Abrahams even more confidence. And we'll speak about Tristan and a bit later. Shop windows on. <laughs> of other clubs. Yeah. We'll speak um, a bit more about Tristan later on. Your views on that one? Yeah, I mean, I know that the first team were meant to be playing Lincoln that day, but that game got cancelled. So I kind of wrote my comment before I realised that that had actually happened. But I, I kind of wonder how useful these games actually are for us and for Burnham because it can't be much fun for them picking the ball out of the net 10 times in 90 minutes. You know, that's literally nearly every 10 minutes you're, you're picking well, think, the ball out. I the think net. their average crowd was, was normally about 120. I think they had almost 400 turn up for that game. So yeah. I think we they, are well they get the gates for that. And We've been well-travelled well Well-supported. Harlow as well was yeah. about 1,274. They normally get two to 300. Really? Brilliant. So you know, it's 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 what you know. If we can help yeah. other like, uh, lesser clubs, then then brilliant. Absolutely. But yeah, but it couldn't have been fun for them, and and but it's, it's obviously good practice for us. Yeah. Also that evening, an under eighteen side were in action and lost three two to Haybridge Swifts with our goals coming from Jaden Phillips and Charles Clayden. Yeah. Wednesday the nineteenth of July. Then around lunchtime, the club announced that the very popular commentator and friend of this podcast, Dave Victor. We'll still be bringing you live commentary or bringing us live commentary of Orient Games through a new digital platform called Ozone. I like that. I do like that title. Clever. It's good. It's good. See what they've done there? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. Um, the article on the club's website states, the new service will include all of the content that was previously available in Orient Player HD, such as match day commentary, first team interviews and highlights, plus much more. And I think it's worth pointing out um, that it goes on to say, please note that if you had previously subscribed to either Orient Player HD or iFollow, your login details will remain the same. And we've also been asked to point out that this is a yearly subscription and not a monthly subscription. So if you were set up to pay monthly, you'll need to make alternative arrangements to pay that annually. And also to point out that there is no app for this service as the app is only available to football league clubs. So the best thing you can do is whatever web browser you use, just favourite, bookmark, whatever it is that option is, and just therefore it would be in your favourites or bookmarks forever. Nicely done. So we could give you a quote now from Dave Victor, but why give you a quote when you can listen to the legend himself speak about what's been going on in the summer? So our second interview of this episode, it's Mr Dave Victor, recorded earlier this evening. Here he is, Dave Victor. So Dave, we had you on at the end of the last season where it was a bit doom and gloom and no one knew what was going to happen. And delighted to say in the last two months there's been loads of activity at the Orient. So, so let's just get a few of your, your views in. So your views on, on everything that's happened since, since the season ended? What an astonishing transformation. We feel so different than we did on the uh, 21st of June. So much has happened uh, since that massive day on the 22nd of June. And I think we have to be thankful to your podcast because your interviews with the key players, I think, have given a win insight to the vision and strategy of those uh, people that are now um, in charge of Lake Noyant and what the transformation there has been. It's, uh, it's great news, isn't it? It, it's absolutely terrific. You can see it at away games, can't you, Dave? The, 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 the fan interaction and, and the general vibe. Absolutely. There's no doubt that Matt Porter has been a, a key person uh, that was alluded to in terms of the structure that he had with that idea with the director of football. And when you think that there are sort of three key people who are very, have very busy lives and uh, often aren't in the country, let alone at Brisbane Road, you can 
needed someone who could be in charge of the football club on a day-to-day matter, uh, matters and who better than Martin Lean, someone that understands the football club very well indeed. Washington um, and Danny Webb uh, we know very well and uh, are very respected young coaches. Um, I think we have to say a word about Omar Witzer. Um, he took over the club when they were at their lowest ebb. I think um, uh, he showed enormous dignity and humour. Um, you can't imagine how difficult it must have been when the um, players weren't being paid. But, uh, you know, he achieved a couple of very good results and some good performances, and uh, we wish him well. But I can understand why people felt they needed um, a head coach who was very experienced. And uh, I think it's probably also a good thing that it's someone with a, a new perspective. And uh, Steve Davis definitely uh, ticks a lot of the boxes. I mean, you have to uh, keep reminding yourself that when we play Sutton, he'll have had less than four weeks at Brisbane Road. It, <laughs> if so much has happened in such a short period of time, it feels much longer than that, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does, and, and it's it's a real testament to people like, as you say, Martin Ling, who's come in and um, effectively signed some players before Steve came along, and, and obviously him and Steve have probably worked 24-7, him, Ross and, and, and Martin, uh, to, to, to obviously try and get the right, not just any player in, but the right player, the, the right attitude, the right aptitude, uh, and, and the right personality for the dressing room, because that's, as Russell Slade proved, that's, that's really important. And I've been impressed with the uh, players that have come in, particularly Charlie Lee. He was a player that uh, impressed the games late night. I remember him playing uh, against us when he was with Gillingham, also uh, for Stephen Mitch. And uh, speaking to friends and colleagues about Steve Mitch, he's a player that um, I, I think many were very disappointed to see let go. And I'm not surprised that he is the uh, uh, first team captain. I think he'll be a very good one. Let's hope the injury that, uh, um, that he missed uh, the game at Billericay isn't too serious. And David Mooney's a, a band favourite and I think will be a very good uh, club captain. He's a, a striker that uh, plays really with confidence. If he scores one, he'll score two. And let's hope he scores his first in the National League very early on. Um, and there's a lot of experience, particularly in midfield. I think they've got a couple of um, decent central defenders now and that's certainly so important after what happened last season. We've got two young goalkeepers it's interesting isn't it that uh, Charlie Granger I think was the first player to be offered a contract by Martin Ring uh, he's 21 on Monday wish him happy birthday and um, yeah it's, uh, uh, I think he's going to be the number one and we wish him well Yeah it's brilliant so summer of change so moving on in the season starts on Saturday like you said so what are your hopes for in the season do you think realistically we can aim for the playoffs or a shot at promotion or do you think it's kind of this season we used to stabilise and, and see what happens you have to win a lot of games to gain automatic promotion from the National League and I think we have to remind ourselves and Steve Davis has been talking about uh, the need to manage expectations that with so many games being played in August there's a lot of teams that like to tremor Rovers Aldershot and uh, Dagman both of course unsuccessful in the playoffs they should be ahead of late noise in terms of preparation um, and therefore probably would be ahead of late noise if you were talking about uh, the league title I think that uh, you look at what happened with um, Bristol Rovers they had a, a very dodgy start to uh, the life after their relegation from the Football League but they went up via the playoffs and who knows the organisation of the National League and those additional playoff places could actually help make noise. So you think seventh as a minimum? 
absolutely as a minimum. I'd be very disappointed if Leighton weren't pushing for the playoffs. But uh, there's a lot of ambitious clubs, aren't there, in the National League? There's yeah. a lot of money there as well. Um, so it's, it's not going to be easy, that's for sure. So those were the thoughts of Dave Victor, and great to know that he's still <coughs> reporting at Orient. And thank you, Dave, for making time on your Sunday night uh, in Eastbourne. And, uh, in coming on the podcast absolutely we move on now thank you very much indeed to, to Dave and look forward to seeing you um, during the course of the season so moving on then trialists Michael Gash and Josh Taylor are released with Ross Embleton telling The Guardian Michael worked really hard and settled into the group but his injury from last season means we would have been waiting too long to get him back to the level we need him to be Josh wasn't involved yesterday either because although he had a good game at the weekend, with the players we have got and who should be coming in on the wing in the very near future, there wasn't space for him. Yeah, Your I'm views? A, yeah, I mean, at the time I was surprised about Josh Taylor and I guess with who we sign going forward uh, on the wing, it means another player was ready to come in and he was in Joby, so I guess that's why we didn't sign Josh. Um, not surprised about Michael Gash, but wish both players the best of luck in the future. And what I will say is Josh Taylor... Is it Sutton United where he signed the contract? Who do we play and on they, Saturday? They couldn't believe that we'd let him go. They're, Paul Doswell said that he couldn't well, believe he that we'd let him go. On, he was on trial at Sutton and I think he got a double in his first game at Sutton. One of the goals again, which was pretty much a carbon copy of what he'd done for us against Harlow. Okay. You're just hoping that we can keep him quiet on Saturday. I think because, we probably will. You know what happened. He, he, I mean, for, for me, I think we all need to use a bit of common sense with Josh Taylor because although he did very well for 45 minutes, it was against the lower league yeah, side point. in a half versus a bunch of trialists yep, that, yep. you know, will look like being run ragged. So it doesn't mean he's a great acquisition. It doesn't mean he's a bad player. Yeah. You know, you know, I think... Um, Ross Embleton sort of sums it up quite nicely. Um, but, you know, that said, I wish him and Michael Gash well, except if they play against us, which obviously, as you mentioned, Josh will. So. Of course. So, also on the day, uh, LOFC Tickets uh, done their first season ticket update and announced that 2,500 season tickets had been processed, which is a phenomenal figure when you think about kind yeah. of the league we're playing in the forthcoming season. So impressive, Kind yeah. of the topsy turvy drama that's happened uh, throughout the last um, three years so amazing dedication from the fan base which is brilliant to see yeah and then on Thursday the 20th of July at at 10.30 the club announced our 10th signing and and ta-da it's the return to the club for 35 year old midfielder Joby McEnough who has joined on a one year deal so this was widely reported in the days building up um, to the signing but still great to see Dill, get confirm your, your views on Joby's return. Yeah, glad to have my birthday friend. Birthday uh, friend. Birthday, birthday friend. friend <laughs> uh, back at the club. It's got all the qualities and traits that we need. Uh, experience, skill, uh, and will be really good for bringing through the youth players. And, and we obviously will need him to be on top form and fit against some potentially woeful opponents. And, and you know, he will need to shine a la... Portsmouth goal which will long live in my memory because it was just so outstanding but you know he, he's got the get in-game management that you need yeah. through, through his experience you know I don't think he's playing for Jamaica anymore so he hasn't got those long, yeah, absolutely. long journeys and, Great and, and stuff like that so you know we should really see the best of him and we spoke to him today uh, and we're going to come on to that in a minute yeah. and he'll tell you more about that for me superb signing very happy that we've got him back he had a good season last year in League 2 with Stevenage. He, he wanted did. to keep him. Um, yeah. So maybe it was like he wanted to come back. And he will tell you why he wanted to come back in a forthcoming interview 
coming up right now. So this is the second coming of Joby McEnough actually making his own Outlook podcast debut. This was recorded earlier today at the Open Day. This is Mr. McEnough. Joby, welcome back to Lane Orient. What's it like to be back? Fantastic, real positive environment from the minute I walked back into the offices and you know met the staff and stuff. Um, you know, just a completely different feel to the place, and obviously that's just seemed to have developed and improved week by week. You know, since I've been back, and obviously the fans that have come out to the games, and obviously this uh, event today to see so many positive faces off the back of what's been a really tough few years for the club. Um, you know, it's just great to see, and you know, hopefully now we can all just move forward together and, and look for some you know positives in the future. You must have had a uh, several offers to play of, of your ability. In stature, must have had a number of offers. So, why Orient? I've got to be honest. I spoke to to Martin. Um, I had a few things. Um, Stephen had offered me another year there, and um, you know there are things to weigh up. But I just felt, for me personally, with with my experience at the club. Um, you know, it was a difficult couple of years, really, and um, you know the fans didn't really get to see the best of me over that whole two-year period. There were some good times, obviously. Once I got back in the team, I got back playing. Um, you know, I really enjoyed my football. And, Portsmouth goal. Yeah, definitely. There were some real highlights there. A few and screamers. A few sort screamers. of in the midst of what was some difficult times off the pitch. You know, with, with the ownership situation and the relationship that you know I had with them. Um, so yeah, I haven't spoken with Martin and you know someone who loves the club and obviously wants the club to do well and it's going to move in a positive direction um, you know it was an easy one for me just to, as I say to come back so you only have to come and have a look around the stadium and you know, the set up here is fantastic and hopefully to be part of some positive times after which were a couple of negative times like years really so, so pre-season how, how's that all gone? good um, I've only been back training a couple of weeks um, but as I say settled straight back in obviously no half the squad from yeah. I trained with them for about four or five months anyway the young lads when I was here before um, but even that is important you know having that relationship with them and um, yeah it's been really good it's a you know lovely place to come back in and work and I say in terms of development of the squad it, it looks good obviously some real positive signs in the games that we've had um, you know none more so than yesterday you know for spells where we looked really good against which will probably be a similar level in terms of a lot of those lads have played you know National League football and some higher um, so yeah, it was a good test and one that I thought went well and it's just going to be a matter of how quick we can all gel on the pitch a lot of new faces um, but you know we're really optimistic and um, you know positive about what the season can bring so we're obviously now in the National League and we're going to be perceived to be um, obviously one of the big boys in this in this league does that have more pressure to you particularly as an experienced pro it, it can obviously it can work both ways really there'll be clubs that come here and some will be buzzing to be playing at you know a stadium like this an environment like this and it can bring the best out of them you know what we've got to make sure this is a really tough place for people to come um, you know a daunting place and, and one that we really make our own you know and I think for us that's going to be key to basically getting out of the league and, and having a good season um, just making sure that our home forms very very good um, but yeah in terms of you know being a senior player it's making sure that's you know that's part of the job now you know is, is getting that environment right and you know, we've got some real good characters George Ellicobi as well you know come in been there done it you know big characters big leaders and I think that'll stand us in good stead. So obviously 
the season approaching. So what, what are your personal goals for the season and what do you think the team can achieve this season? Well, I mean, we've got to be looking at, at you know, playoffs and promotion. You know, I don't think, you know, uh, we can go into the season with lower ambitions. Obviously, we understand the turmoil the club's been in the last few years and, of course, there needs to be some stability now. I think that's a key factor in the club moving forward. And it's a tough league to get out of, you know. You only have to look at, like, Saluton and, and teams like that that, you know, weren't a matter of just coming down and going straight back up. So, as long as we're working together and we're positive and we're all moving in the right direction, which we are, um, and, you know, we're all building, then, um, you know, as I say, hopefully we can have a successful year. Yeah, no, we have to aim high, you know. We're, we are a big club in this league and, um, you know, there will be a certain level of expectation, but you know, we've got to deal with it, you know, and I think we shouldn't shy away from that and I say we shouldn't aim um, low, you know, at the end of the day you've got to aim as high as you can and, and that's certainly what we'll be doing this season. Hopefully a few more Joby Mackinac stunners. A few screamers would, wouldn't go amiss, like a la Portsmouth. Yeah, I've hopefully got a few uh, few saved up in the locker um, you know, to come this year. That would be nice. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed. So, again, thank you to Joby and thank you to Charlie for sorting that interview out. Again, you would have heard a cut uh, in that interview. That was because as we were interviewing Joby, there was another announcement over there. We couldn't family. catch a break today, but, um, you know, that is the... Situation when you do stuff live in a non soundproofed yeah. environment. Yeah, I thought Joby spoke really well. He was really, really nice guy. Um, really positive as me. well, yeah, which uh, is great because you think how he got. I know he's not at the same club again. Uh, he's not been re-signed yeah. by the previous regime, so it's a it's a fresh slate. It's a clean start, and he's looking to to really get his head down and help coach the younger the younger lad and be a, be a role model for them as well. And yeah. he was a consummate professional. A great signing for us. Yeah, um, you heard our views. You've heard Joby. Loads of views came in from you, so we'll mention a few that we got on Twitter to start off with. So at David Dawson95 says an old head with still a lot to offer. Never got a proper chance last time round. Probably the best signing so far. Kevin Cowland tweeted saying, Great news, he's a class act and will do a brilliant job in the team and helping the youngsters. I'm delighted. LOFC 1978 says a great sign, <coughs> will bring much needed experience and be good for the youngsters. Working under the new ownership should bring out the best in him. That's a brilliant tweet. Rich P242 said, Not sure on this myself. Understand circumstances were difficult under previous regime, but I was never impressed. Hope he tears it up, though. At really QB9, is absolutely buzzing. Frozen out by morons the last time. All happy to have him back and looking forward to seeing him be allowed to do his job. Yeah, B Burke 305. Ling is building up an impressive squad. I just hope fan expectations are not unrealistic. We had an impressive squad last season. Good point, good point. That's Jay good Boy, 4444 four, 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 says, A person of integrity returns knowing that he has 4,500 people to prove that he knows what our club means. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm not sure Sweet. Joby's coming back with a view of a point to prove. More along the lines of, it wasn't great last time. That wasn't my fault per se. But I've got something to offer and yeah. I want to show you what I can do. So far, we haven't actually mentioned the previous uh, chairman's name, which I'm very impressed about. Let's see if we can go through the episode without mentioning the name, which is Fine. good. A few views on Facebook. So thank you for your views on Facebook. We are there as well as on Twitter. At Jeff Graves on Facebook says, an astute signing uh, for, for at least a year will be great experience to have him in the National League and should still be a handful for some defences. I'm happy with this. I'm yeah. not happy with having to mention over 140 characters because I get uh, all blurred up, but obviously Facebook, low limit. Unlimited, yeah. Dan Gould said, I really don't think it's fair to judge him on his last stint here. 
The way he was treated by the owner was disgusting and I couldn't blame him for wanting to leave. When he was eventually allowed to play, he was definitely one of the better players and showed moments of brilliance. I, for one, welcome him back and think he'll feel he has unfinished business here. He'll have something to prove. You don't get to be a team captain in the Premiership for no reason. Great point. So thank you for all your views on Joby. So Friday, the 21st of July at 9am, the club unveiled the 2017 18 home kit. Mooney Friday. Mooney Friday, only because he was in all the pictures and was used as the face of the new kit. So we know Mooney loves Mooney Friday. So basically every Friday going forward on the podcast will be some kind of Mooney Friday Friday (laughs) in some resort. So thoughts on the kit? Um, I prefer the blue kit, the away kit, because the tone of the blues is more prominent um, and the club badge is more prominent on the blue, whereas it kind of blends in on the red one and the colour, the differentiator of the colour isn't that glaringly obvious yeah um, it was chosen by the previous owner yeah um, I don't know what other alternatives were out there but well, it's just it, on the standard like template I think everyone yeah, knows yeah you get so. a selection yeah, to choose from yeah. and I don't know what the alternatives were but yeah whatever yeah it's alright I think it will sell well um, due to the takeover and people wanting to get behind the team so obviously energy bet uh, are the principal shirt sponsor they have been work well they worked with the club last year this year, they're really keen on engaging um, with fans and the club. So we thought we'd speak to Energy Bet and find out a bit more about what their uh, views are for the season and what they're looking to do with the fan base. Um, so we spoke to uh, Russell Yershon of Energy Bet uh, before we started recording. And here's what Russell Yershon from Energy Bet had to say. We're now joined on the phone uh, by uh, Russell Yershon, who works for the club's principal shirt sponsor, Energy Bet. Russ, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Uh, evening, boys. Welcome to the Orient Outlet podcast. So, yes, it's it's been a, a marked change uh, since last season. What's what's the sponsors' views? Uh, look, for, for us, the energy bit is absolutely superb that the uh, takeover has happened. Uh, for us, the sponsors, we want to engage with the, the fan base as much as we can. Uh, and for me personally, joining in February it was um, it was really tough to engage with the fan base because obviously everyone was upset with what was going on uh, and now it's a totally different story uh, meeting Ken Marshall uh, speaking with Steve Dixon at the club and uh, Charlie as well everyone is just really engaged and so looking forward to the start of the season obviously with Martin back as well uh, it's, for us uh, as a sponsor it's like the club's just been reborn uh, and we're really enthused uh, to work with the club again this season obviously we had the kit launch uh, a couple of weeks ago that went really well um, and we've got some great prizes to give away to the fans. So you spoke about fan engagement, that's a massive thing and you're doing, I know you've got loads of competitions and activity planned for the future, so give us a bit of a, a bit of an update on what you've got. I know there's stuff going on at the Maidenhead match and you've got a lot of activity planned. Yes, the Maidstone game on the 12th of August, um, we work with Steve and, and Howard uh, and they really want to make this... Uh, Sort of one, a game that's really special uh, with the new owners, the first Saturday home game of the National League. Uh, so we said that we're, we're more than happy to jump on board. Uh, and on Saturday, we launched a crossbar challenge uh, for three lucky fans to come on the hallowed turf at the match room uh, on, at half time um, and, and, to, and to take part in this crossbar challenge. Uh, we did it last year, uh, that worked really well. Uh, and again, we can't wait to do it in a couple of weeks. So if you want to enter, can you still enter? And if you 
do? How, how, how does that work? Sure, we're going to pick three winners uh, and to enter, uh, fans need to uh, log on to energybet.com, uh, sign up uh, for an account uh, quoting the promo code Leighton, obviously L-E-Y, uh, T-O-N, uh, deposit £5 or more into your account uh, and that is available up until next Sunday, uh, next Monday the 7th of August, uh, we'll draw the th- three lucky winners uh, that will meet Howard uh, by the touchline uh, on the Maidstone game uh, and, then, and then take part in this fab uh, crossbar challenge and the winner will get uh, a new home shirt or if they've got the home they'll get the away one um, and hospitality to a game of their choice uh, and the runner up in third place will get two match tickets uh, to a game of their choice Fantastic, so is this, is this going to be a regular occurrence with, with giveaways and, and prizes and stuff like that throughout the course of the season or is, or is it a bit of a one-off or, or, or what, what have Energy, got pla- Energy Bet got planned? four or five on-pitch activations, so whether we repeat the crossbar challenge, do a penalty shootout, uh, or do other wacky uh, ideas that um, we we can come up with, we're definitely looking to, uh, to do a few things at half-time, uh, and we've also got a few sort of exclusive prizes that we will um, look to use later on in the season, one is a, a lunch with Martin Ling, uh, and also with Ken, which he promised us, um, and then we're also going to invite two fans to go and watch the team train uh, and meet members of the squad um, again it's a, it's a private very informal uh, but it gives fans a chance to see the, to see the team train see what they go through uh, prior to a match day uh, and then meet them afterwards um, later on in the season we'll also do a uh, Twitter Q&A um, with, uh, with the manager again at a convenient time uh, where again a fan will come down and, and, and help read and ask the questions Sounds like there's going to be a lot more engagement because obviously, you know, as you're, as you're aware, obviously what happened last season, and we understand that that, that vibe wasn't there. So uh, I think as a, as a Leighton Orient fan, uh, I'm very enthused by this and, and, and great because I don't know that you get this level of engagement from sponsors anywhere. So, Russ, thanks very much indeed for joining us. Really appreciate it, and we look forward to uh, to seeing all these competitions come to fruition throughout the course of the season. Super. It's great to speak with you guys, and obviously we, so we want to continue to interact throughout the season. Uh, and obviously, just quickly looking at the season ahead um, in the National League, uh, Leighton Orient, we priced them at energybet.com at 20 to 1 to win the league. Uh, Tramnir, I think, the 7 to 2 uh, favourites. Obviously, they had a good year last year. Uh, but I think the, um, the price for me that really stands out is we're, we're top priced 8 to 1 for Leighton Orient to get promoted first time back. Um, into League 2 Amazing Let's hope they do Let's hope they do So that, so that was Russell Yershon From Energy Bet So thanks to Russ And Energy Bet For agreeing <coughs> To come on the podcast um, So they got some Great ideas And some great plans And if you are Going to bet Please bet Responsibly We do not Absolutely. want To be blamed For any uh, Over uh, Budgeting That uh, yeah. may make a- And also It's over 18s only so, nice point, Mr. Um, yeah. So that was uh, the club's main shirt sponsor, Energy Bet, representing Russell Yershon. Now moving on, uh, we are still on Mooney Friday, the twenty-first <laughs> of July at two thirty. The club announced our eleventh summer signing as attacking midfielder Rommel Boko uh, joined. He was at Accrington Stanley last season, scored seven times in thirty-eight appearances. So for your me, views? Yep, I never heard of him to be honest, but he's got great experience. 
scored a decent amount of goals in League Two mm. last year uh, and has over 50 international caps uh, for Benin. Yep. Benin. Benin. Yep. Um, good signing. Yeah. Good signing. Again, you know, good age. I'd never, like heard of, I'd never heard of him either, but for me, just exactly the type of player we need and at this level, uh, he should be one to watch. And I, I caught up with him at one of the pre-seasons, uh, Greenwich, I think, and he said that he had to bide his time, but when he got the chance, because he was behind someone whose name I can't remember, but when he got his chance, he'd score. But then the next game, that other guy would then score. go back. In, no, the other guy would then go back in ahead of him, and he's like, well, hold on a minute, I scored in the last game. Why yeah. am I not good enough? And and it happened again where the other guy was on a bad run of form. He'd then come in, he'd score, and then not get his chance. So I think you know he's come here to play football, and he's got a point to prove as well. So hope so. Really, really excited by by that signing as well. No, really good. And later in the day, the club announced that over three thousand season tickets had been processed. So again, fantastic news, and that number was continuing to grow. So brilliant there. So we're looking forward to seeing everyone next season. So moving on, Saturday. Yeah. 22nd of July another friendly this time at Greenwich Borough away managed by ex-Orient favourites Gary Alexander who's assisted by John Mackey uh, and the team was announced so Granger in goal uh, at the back Caprice trialist A who was Jamie Sendles White who only played for 30 minutes uh, had, that was his first game in 10 months so yeah because he, he broke his leg wow at Swindon unbelievable yeah Ekobi uh, sorry Elikobi Woodson in midfield we had Clay Lee, trialist B, who turned out to be James Dayton, and Alzate with Mooney and Bont up front. And also worth noting, a minute's applause for Frankie Bish before the game, which I thought was an absolute piece of quality Absolutely. from both clubs. So well done to Greenwich Borough and the O's for sorting it out. I thought it was a lovely touch. Yeah, so at half-time we were 1-0 up, thanks to Dave Mooney's second-minute header, following a real beautiful cross from Macaulay Bond. Yeah, good Absolutely cross. superb goal that, and uh, Dave made no mistake from the few yards out that he was. Yep. Uh, substitutes were made. Joby McEnough, Henry Ochang and Dan Hat came on for Trialist B, Charlie Lee and George Elikobi. And during the first half, Michael Clark came on and replaced um, Jamie Sendles-White. Yep, and in second half kicked off. Bond scored for Orient in the 53rd minute, so good to see Bond getting another goal. Yep. Uh, and Greenwich pulled one back uh, in the 61st minute. Yep, substrate after that, on came Sergeant McLean, Trilis C and D, Bocco, Coroma and Abrahams for Granger, Caprice, Widdison, Clay, Alzati, Mooney and Bond. And the match finished... 2-1 to yeah. the Orient. So good to see all the players getting a run out and from having a paper-thin squad when the takeover was first completed, you can now see squad starting to take shape. Lots of subs shame. being made. Good players as well, so happy with that. So you was at the game, I wasn't. So a quick uh, view. Yeah, okay. yeah, really good. De- I thought it was a decent game. Um, tough, as you would expect, from a Gary Alexander-John Mackey team. They had a decent season last yeah, season. Um, I thought our guys did well as well. Um, good to see a load of familiar faces there and uh, people have really sort of made the effort to get down there yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, it was really good. Uh, good game, good run out for both sides. Um, but yeah, and, and we won 2 1, which was, which, you know, the result doesn't really matter. But, yeah. you know, it's good that, you know, the boys were getting, getting the few, back of the net. A few ex Orient in that team as well, Greenwich Borough. Pritchard, oh, Pritch, McDonald's. spoke to him for ages. Lovely guy, Really Pritchard. nice guy. Lovely Charlie guy. McDonald as well. Yeah, he, yeah. he was there. Um, he said hello and uh, yeah no spent loads of time with Pritch afterwards he was he was just happy to chat to people lovely guy such a nice guy. guy so also in the day the under 18s beat Candy Island 5-0 goals from Jaden Phillips Charlie Barker Real Satorial 
Teddy Perkins and Alfie Fleming. So the under 18 is flying. It's well done to Danny Webb um, and his staff there for getting off to a flyer. It only front yeah. is, but you can only beat what's in front of you. What's in front of you, yeah. Monday the 24th of July, other than it being my wife's birthday, there was no news or nothing happened on that day, much probably to Charlie's pleasure that he didn't have to, yeah, nice quiet to get something uh, sorted out. And then on Tuesday the 25th of July, the club announced that Freddie Moncur has signed a one-year contract extension. Yeah, very happy with that. Uh, fair play to Freddie for signing after he was released uh, by the previous regime. Well done to Ling for getting him back in the building. You know, he, he went out on loan to a few uh, conference sides last year. Done all right, so should, should be decent at this level and provides good good competition for places. Yeah, I'm glad for him. Uh, but midfield, for me, is an area that we've got a lot of players in, so I'm not entirely sure how much he will play and whether this is a good move for him in the long term because he's it? only signed a one year. Uh, what's going to happen next year for him is obviously his... You know, I'm sure he's got this plan in mind. He said in, in the inter- club interview that you know he was training with a couple of clubs, but when Orient came back for him, he was like, yeah. No brainer. No brainer for him. No and brainer. At, at Wadsy tweeted us, we had a lot of tweets on this, but at Wadsy's tweet said, that's excellent news. I said at the time, he should never have been released, so he's really pleased yeah. about this. Yeah. thought that tweet summed up well. So in the evening, another friendly is our previous and schedule gathers pace. This time away to Hornchurch. Um, so the starting 11, Granger in goal at the back, Caprice. Trialist A, who is Jamie Sendles White, Ella Kobe and Widowson, midfield Lawless, Lee, uh, Abrahams McEnough with Mooney and Bon up front. Yeah, subs for Sergeant, Hap, Clark, McLean, Judd, Scales, Clay, Ocheng, Barker, Trialist B, Bocco and Coroma. See, that's a pretty decent squad and a pretty decent subs bench. You know, at this point in the season, people saying we need a few more players and we probably do, but that, as a starting squad, that's not bad. No, it's really not. On paper, that's really, really good. And I suspect that the majority of that starting eleven will probably be what we get uh, against Sutton. Yeah, and for me, I love the fact that Mooney, Bond and Abrahams are very attacking. starting, so like we said, we're not going to go into too much detail about the pre-season friendlies. Bit of an action-packed first half. Ended nil-nil. Their keeper um, made some great good saves. saves. At half-time was nil-nil. At half-time, Sendles White and Tristan Abrahams came off. And trialists B and Michael Clark came on. Yeah, more subs in the second half as McEnough and Lawless came on for Bocco and Ochang. And later in the second half, Sergeant, Judd, Hap, Scales, McLean, Clay and Karoma came on for Granger, Caprice, Elakobi, Widdison, Lee, Mooney and Bon. And despite a lively match with quite a few chances, the game ended nil-nil. A tough challenge with Hornchurch giving a very good account of themselves and their keeper, by all accounts on the social media, was outstanding. He did, but a few. I keep looking called into action as well a few times. Um, from what I heard, we both won at that game. Um, but sounds like a decent match. And yeah. Again, we didn't lose, so good that and a clean sheet. Uh, away at Hornchurch was decent. So Wednesday, twenty sixth of July. Happy fifty second birthday to head coach Steve Davis. Yep. Under eighteens were in action again. They beat Concord Rangers five 0 with goals from Jaden Phillips, Sam Dolby, Rule Satorio. Brendan Shabani and Mikhail Hemans. So, you know, some familiar names cropping up there again. Yeah. We must get down to see some of the youth. We will try, but obviously, um, I think it's going to be a bit Time more coverage on yeah. this, this year. So, that's good, which we'll go into a bit later. Thursday, 27th of July, 20th. Alex. Ch- sorry, Thursday, 27th of July, Alex Chizak returns to Australia as he signs a two year deal with Sydney FC. So, we wish Alex uh, the best of luck in the future. You know, he was fantastic in his first loan spot at the club. Um, two and a half years ago and when we signed him on a two year deal 
when we first got relegated to League Two, we were always ecstatic that he came back and made some outstanding saves. Got a bit of a hard time um, throughout the seasons, I would say. You know, we used to get quite a lot of positive feedback, but there was still a few bits of negative Critical. feedback. But keepers run those positions where if you make one mistake, it will cost you a goal. Whereas yeah. in defence or midfield, if you misplace a pass, it just goes out for a throw-in most of the time. So we wish Chizak. Um, the best of luck absolutely and Friday the 28th of July Mooney Friday the final Mooney Friday of July (laughs) busy day full of announcements firstly the club confirmed that Charlie Lee will be first team captain and David Mooney will be club captain yep Steve Davis said Charlie is very influential and knows exactly when to be serious and when to be funny he is a great professional and stood out to me as being our captain on the pitch in David's case He's come back to the club for his second spell because he can see something is happening here and wants to be a part of it. And for me, my views on that, I think the management have got this one spot on. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I don't know all the, the rest of the characters. We'll hear from Steve Davis later yep. on in this podcast. But um, yeah, you have to go with the fact that he knows the players and that's the decision yeah. that's been made. So yeah, brilliant. So uh, next up, the club announced that Goldline have agreed to extend their back of shirt sponsorship for another two seasons. Their initial three-year agreement ended in the sub or ends ended just recently. Uh, that means, but that by the time that two-year contract ends, they would have committed to Leighton Orient for five years, which is very, very, very impressive. Yeah, fair play to Goldline. So that's on the back of your shirts. And also, at 6:30, the club announced the loan signing of 20-year-old centre back Josh Colson until January. So Josh uh, suffered a serious ankle injury last season and only played 12 games for Cambridge United. Uh, he was said, I'm really happy with this loan as it gives me the chance to play a lot of game time at a very competitive level and work my way back to format sharpness following such a long time on the sidelines. This one came out of nowhere really, and at yeah. 6 o'clock it came out in a local Cambridge paper who had quotes from Josh, so it was pretty much a done deal, um, even though the club hadn't announced it yet. Um, and half six it was announced so your views on, on Josh yeah glad to have another season pro in the ranks not sure a player coming back from an injury and I mean this sounds quite disrespectful but from an average lead two club I'm not sure if that's really what we need it's just for six months um, would have preferred a permanent signing oh, but you surprised me there you Mr. never Lee. know you surprised well, as, me there. as a centre back you really want that as settled as you can the two like Ellicott Georgian whoever his partner would be you'd really want that to be Settled from a defensive perspective. Surprise, but if he's then going to go back in January, what's going to happen then? Don't know. For me, a great signing. Just the kind of player we were missing. So I think that gives you two established centre backs. I think they'll be our first choice pairing. Josh has got out of this league before with Cambridge, so he's been there and done it. Good track record up until the injury. Good experience. Good age. Looks like a good deal for all involved. There could be some kind of um, buy clause in January. You don't know, dear. See what happens with that one. Uh, we got a tweet from a few Cambridge fans actually. One that we'll mention is from at CKNR who said he will be a great signing for you. He's a legend and will need the fitness boost. He'll be a rock in your defence. So great to hear. You know, he had a lot of well wishes, well wishes for Cambridge fans. He had a testimonial uh, against Tottenham, Tottenham previously. Yeah, a so weeks ago. bit of a fan's favourite at Cambridge. Yeah. So let's let's hope he can deliver That's for brilliant. us. Brilliant. Very pleased about that. So very happy with that in that respect. Uh, the club. I didn't mean to sound negative about it, but for me. I'd just rather have A, a permanent signing and B, someone like George who's sort of, sort of fit and ready to go rather than someone who's come 
from sort of a long-term injury. But that said, yesterday he did do well Good. Uh, against Billericay, but we'll come on to that in just a moment. The club also announced on Friday the 28th of July that Elliot Byrne has joined the Orient media team as a media assistant. So congratulations and well done, Elliot. He was previously at Greenwich Borough with yeah. Gary and John uh, there. So welcome aboard, Elliot. Yeah, well done, Elliot. And also Sam Few has joined as women's team reporter and Courtney Hudson has joined as youth team reporter uh, for this season. So well done to Sam. uh, And I'm sure we'll meet you, Sam, at some point. And it was nice to meet you today, Courtney. Absolutely. um, And catch up, which brings us on to yesterday, Saturday, 29th of July. The under-18s beat Fulham 4-2 at Motspur Park with a double from Sam Dolby and goals from Amin Ben Yusuf and Rul Satoriu. I mean, Rul has just absolutely smashed it pre-season. Oh, yeah. So, well done to the to the youngos. That is a great result. Away at a championship club. Don't forget, a win on league. And, like, our under-18s are beating a championship under-18 side. And we yeah. were 3-1 up at half-time in that. Yeah, and well done. Fantastic. We have missed out quite a an important figure within this this under 18s because I think Danny Webb's looking after I mentioned it before uh, after them so yeah well done to, to Danny absolutely. as well yeah. absolutely so the senior team had another pre-season friendly uh, this time away at Billericay Town Glamatai who made the news the previous day due to them signing uh, ex-Champions League finalist who, uh, I think it was Liverpool wasn't it he played in it for uh, Jermaine Pennant uh, he was on loan he was a trial at Hibernian about four weeks ago I scored a double against some Scottish team uh, Anyway, team announced as Granger in goal, back four of Caprice, Coulson, Elicobi and Willowson. Midfield, Lawless, Clay, Bocco, McEnough, uh, with Mooney and Bon up front. I will just say on Jermaine Pennant, he was at Berry last season. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, just to add to that, because that we looked it up, like, where was he last season? Report- he come reportedly from? on 3k a week at Billericay, if he chooses to sign. Yes, Apparently. so that's what we don't quite know if he has or yeah. he hasn't. But their wage bill is like something like thirty grand a week or something like yeah. that. Stupid money. Anyway, subs was Sergeant Trialist A, who we think well, who was Jamie Sendles White, uh, Clark McLean, Judd Ochang, Trialist B, James Dayton, and Josh Caroma. Interestingly, noticeable absentees yes. were Tristan Abrahams yep. and Stephen Alzate. Um, I think I'm about to state the obvious here, but for the starting eleven, I think that will be what you're going to see at Sutton. I agree, but Lee in for either um, one of the midfield. But we'll speak about the starting line for Sutton yeah. at the end of the podcast. So, match kicked off and we took the lead in the seventh minute through a Bon header and doubled the lead in the 27th minute through Jake Caprice. That was supposed to be a very good goal. For Jake has been terrific this season. He shot down that, yeah, I mean, he shot down that wing. He's gone on a run. I think he's done a 1 2 with Bocco and then just smashed it in. It was a terrific goal. Good. Really good goal. Really good goal. Good. Bit of Ricky Paul run back in the 39th minute and at half time it was 2 1. To Orient. So first half, yeah, good first half. Uh, was tweeting about it being behind the goal. It got really busy uh, and it was pouring down the rain. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to move. Um, but I, so I couldn't see everything like from a football um, patterns of play and stuff like that. But you know, we did play some 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 good football at times. And, and David Mooney said to me after the match, he said it was some of the best stuff we've played pre-season. So. Good. Good. Really, really positive. Good to see another goal from Bond. Also, Granger made a great save from a pennant free kick that somebody put up on um, yes. Twitter. Great save, wasn't you? No. Was it not me? No, it I me. did put one of them up. Yeah, I don't think it was that one though. Okay. But it was, yeah, good to see Granger playing well. Uh, 62nd minute, trialist B. James Dayton came on for uh, Bocco. I like James Dayton. He's He doesn't stand still. He's constantly moving around and he constantly wants the ball. Apparently signing this week, uh, according to a few people who were at the Open Day. Unsubstantiated. Unsubstantiated, yes. 
Yeah, so action-packed second half produced chances for both sides with no further goals. So we ended up winning that 2-1 and maintained our strong pre-season form. So I didn't go, but Paul uh, went to this I again. Did. I don't know how he's getting away with this one. Absolute uh, carnage yeah. in, the, in the Levy household at the moment. <laughs> Zoe, mate, you got to, you got to put him back in. So, um, so your views on moving that? Moving on. <laughs> it, yeah, it was it was more like Towie goes to the football. It was, it was very much like that for me. A decent game. Um, and um, Billericay Town were really decent in the second half, creating a lot of chances. They 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 put the cosh they tightened up, and and they were really they strong. They should do it right, actually. Like, yeah, for, for, for everyone yeah. who jokes about them and their owner, they should be up there in the league. Pennant looks good. Season. Yeah, I agree. Pennant looked good. Paul Konchesky yeah. at the back, but they've Kancheski, also got yeah. they've also got accomplished uh, accomplished players. I think they played one up top, so. Whether they're doing four two three one as well, I don't know. Uh, only two changes were made by the gaffer, so likely to see that starting line next week. And there was a big crowd there; it was about sixteen hundred and seventy odd people. Great crowd for them. for a crowd that they would probably normally get of a few hundred. That was that was pretty decent. Yep. And so in the evening, seven thirty, we tweeted that we understand Tristan Abrahams will be signing for Norwich City. So your views on that one? Yeah, I mean, again, I've seen a lot of the stuff on social media, but the bottom line here is we are a non-league club. Um, I would prefer him to stay. I would prefer him to help us get promoted out of the league this season um, and you know continue his career in development with us because we've helped him to get that far. However, the flip side of that coin is... And I said, God forbid, a million times. But if he plays a game and breaks his leg, and he's never the same player again, he's not going to get the chance to go to a club like Norwich City. So, when you're in this situation, when you're young, you're healthy, you're on top form, you got to take the chance. And Absolutely, it's, yeah. it's you know credit to him. If he goes, good luck to him. If he stays, fantastic for us. But you know that is football. That is what it's all about. Yep. So my views yeah I can just wish him the best of luck at Norwich I hope he makes it I hope he gets a bit of game time there. Um for me I don't think he would have started this season I no, think Noonie and Bomb would have started so it's not like an essential part of the first team is left it would have been good to hang on to him I think in the games that he played last season he was very good you can tell as soon as he gets the ball heads up looking to shoot from any angle which I think is a good uh a good thing to have as a striker. It gives you something that, like an Ollie Palmer didn't last season where he gets it and he's just looking to score. Yeah. Um, but he, he should do right, you know. I it's will say, to say, when you've got a lot of games coming thick and fast in August, the guys will need to be keep kept quite fresh. So I could see him coming on in the 80th yeah. minute-ish, something like that. But I do agree that he wouldn't be starting ahead of Mooney or Bond. Yeah, so we were quite surprised with this. So we put the tweet out. A, a huge reaction, actually, on this one. Yeah. Um, lots of views. Some say, you know, he's leaving too early. Some are saying, well, it'll be right if we could loan him back. I don't think we would get him back on loan. I'd be surprised if we did. I think he'd probably get to League 1 or League 2. Some say, you know, oh, we're a selling club now. We shouldn't be. And people coming back by saying, we've always been a selling club. But, you know, this is the way football works. We've got two tweets that we thought summed up the situation perfectly. Firstly, from at Carolina 13B, who said, from a selfish point of view... Very sorry to lose Tristan at the start of this exciting and crucial campaign for us, but it is a big move for him. And, you know, yeah. like you said before, Norwich is great heritage, you know, massive community down there for football, um, and that they should be upper upper championship this season. You would have thought so. Anyway, yeah, Pandemonium eighteen eighty one tweeted saying we are a selling club and always have been. If he goes, good luck to him. We hopefully do all right in a deal. 
and move on, which I yeah. think sums it up quite nicely. Okay. So moving on to today, Sunday the 30th of July, the club held an open day for fans to come meet the players and staff with the players holding an open training session before meeting fans. There were also stalls from uh, the Late Orient Fans Trust, uh, the uh, ladies team, the Late Orient Trust and the supporters club. So it's great to meet everyone. It's great to meet Chris and all the ladies at the ladies yeah. store. It's great to catch up with Howard um, from the Trust. It was great to see Adam who was at the loft store. He was. Uh, and also Karen. Uh, and Hamar who was still in her neck brace so yeah Stormtrooper brace amazing um, she, amazing she went to Blackpool with a broken neck I mean if that's not fan good. dedication for you I don't know what it is so amazing nope. there and amazing to see so many fans and to meet a few more listeners um, from the podcast really yeah absolutely still, it was nice still bamboozles me when someone looks at you and goes you're from the podcast yeah yeah, that's unbelievable um, we like to bring you the best and latest content from the O so we grabbed a few interviews uh, to complete this episode we've already played George and Joby uh, and now we're in a position uh, thanks to Charlie as we've said uh, a couple of times already uh, we hear from the gaffer Steve Davis and we caught up with him uh, for about seven and a half minutes so um, he spoke really really well really enthused by this and this is Steve Davis Join us, Steve. So it's been three weeks since you joined the club. So can you sum up the pre-season so far? Uh, it's been enjoyable three weeks. Three weeks that have um, actually gone reasonably quickly, but there's been so much to do in that three weeks. You know, we sort of crammed probably two months' work into three weeks, trying to get uh, the squad together and the team in shape. And then there's been a lot of off-the-field things as well to deal with and obviously trying to stamp your way into the football club and and trying to put, get that message over to the players. So there's been so much, but, you know, I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed being here and, uh, you know, hopefully some better times and good times ahead for the club. And lots of changes in the playing personnel. Are you happy, happy mm. with who's coming? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, Martin made some good signings prior, prior to me coming here. Um, now we've sat down with him and we've spoke about other players and we've managed to bring those players in. still think we could maybe do with one one or two more but um, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy with what I've got they're all good characters with no bad eggs they're all good lads they all want to do well they all want to be here which is important to me and they've all got uh, you know Orient's uh, future at heart so and they've come here for the right reasons so as, as we've alluded to we've signed sort of 12 players um, yeah. in, in the last sort of few weeks have you ever experienced anything like this before in your career and what's been the biggest challenge I've never had the so many players come into a football club now and, and, and certainly not as a player being involved in such a change around at a football club I've always been at a, a club that's been settled with a, with a solid structure behind it you know I've not had that many clubs in, in a 20 year playing career I only had about 5 or 6 clubs so I was quite loyal to, to many clubs but they were always sound clubs you know with, with, without little problems I think the only one really had a problem was probably Oxford uh, had a problem many years ago with, with the chairman there but so Whilst it's had turmoil, I think it's on, on much better footing now. Um, as I say, the turnaround of players had to happen with the players from last season um, exercising um, release clauses from their contracts um, and only being left with the kids. And um, So it was imperative that we brought experience in, which we've done, and I think the balance between youth and experience is good. Yeah, and glad you mentioned that, because our next question was about the um, season professionals coming yeah. in with the youth. So does that add more pressure to the experienced players to kind of bring the youth forward and to? I think they, I think the, you know, there's probably three or four of them that are looking beyond their career as well. You know, they're coming here to to do well as a player, but they're also looking beyond that in terms of their coaching and what they want to do in the future. So I think that that's a natural progression is to be a leader in the dressing room for them people. You know, you tend to find the best managers and the, with the best leaders as players, and 
you know, you look at a lot of the managers. They were, they, they, there's a lot of defenders that were managers because obviously they were they were key positions to be a captain and they were leaders on the pitch. So, so most of the most of those players I've got in the dressing room now probably will go on to become coaches because you can already see they've got them qualities already because they've got good leadership skills. People listen to them. They say the right things at the right time. And they're prepared to help other people rather than be selfish. So I think that you know those those qualities are important. And we've got maybe four or five in this squad that can are that are them types of characters. Talking about leadership, obviously the captains was announced on Friday. Charlie Lee and David yeah. Mooney. What do, what do they bring? What do they bring to the team? And well, we just talked about experience, and um, they, young players certainly look up to them because they've had, both had really good careers. Um, they've been successful throughout the career. They've, they've, they've had you know Moon's had a good spell here. Um, so the young players will know about that. You know, we've been following Orient over the years. Um, again, they're, they're people that you know they look up to and, and are good mentors because they're very professional away from the ground. Um, they know how to behave on the pitch. They obviously they're very competitive, both of them. Um, so you know they've all got those. They've all shown those. Those two have shown the best qualities in terms of um, the things needed to be a captain and a, and a club captain. And Boone's obviously with the club at heart was the obvious choice for, for the club captain. Obviously he'll be, when, when Charlie isn't playing, he'll become the captain. And if both aren't playing, then we'll have to look at another alternative. But there's, there's probably four, three or four others that could do that. Um, so we're not short of leaders, which is, which is brilliant from the club's point of view. Uh, Charlie, I've not known very long, but I've played against, uh, managed clubs against him and always thought that he stood out to be that leader on the pitch for the opposition and uh, he's always been a stalwart on there he's always been someone that has controlled and led games and uh, led by example so you know, I'm delighted that they're both accepted and want to take that role on and Brilliant. responsibility yeah, absolutely so we've got the season pros in but there might be one or two leaving us yeah. uh, that's become reasonably common knowledge so yeah. with regards to um, Tristan Abrahams the word is that he's off to Norwich are you able to shed any light on what's going on there? I know that there's some some has taken place. Um, I don't know how far advanced that is because and I've had no contact with Tristan. I don't think Martin's spoken to Tristan either. So we, we don't really know how far it's gone. Uh, all I know that the, there has been some conversations between the, the club and, uh, and and Tristan. But um, like I say, you better ask his agent. He probably has a better <laughs> idea. No more. And the same for <laughs> Stephen Azarte, I'd imagine. Yeah, very similar circumstances. Obviously, you know, as soon as we we knew of the interest. Um, we spoke to the player, of course. Um, you know, because because we, you know they're young lads that we, we we've been nurtured through the club and been here since we were 14. And you know, you always as a manager, as a coach, we come in, you see those types of talents that you want to you, know, you, you determined you want to work with them. And then you know, obviously, you know, it's it's, it's a matter of fact now that big clubs will look at the best young players in the area because we're in a vulnerable position in in the national league a little bit as well. So you know, I think I think you know it's very hard to stop. A career-changing thing happening for an 18-year-old kid, and uh, you know you can't really say no. You, you've got to allow them the, 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 the you know the opportunity to speak to to clubs, and um, and that's what we've done. And so, as I say, maybe in the next two days, three days, I don't know how long how long these things take, but um, we might know a little bit more. Just to finish up, then goals for this season. Obviously, um, you know. The, the, my goals are probably a little bit more than the owners and the yep. chairman I have to say yep. um, you know, I have to be honest because I've not come here to spend three or four years trying to get out of the division that's not that's not me that's not my style and you know, I like to be a winner and, and win things and achieve so you know, I'm sure 
when I came in I couldn't tell the players that we were going to consolidate because they maybe wouldn't have come here so they're here because they're excited about the possibility of getting back into the football league as quickly as we can do it let's just say that um, so the aim is to try and get back into League 2 as quickly as possible now, now time frames is very difficult as I say um, you know we've brought in players that we think can achieve that but at the end of the day you've got to get the results and um, you know that's something we've got to try and get on a consistent basis we think the league's quite strong you know there's, a, there's a, obviously a lot of league clubs that haven't been able to get out for I think Dixon's taken 12 years they're one of the longest serving clubs that hasn't got out of it so when you look at that end of the scale then you look at somebody who gets out the following season anything's possible and um, you know it's down to it's down to me it's down to the staff the players the supporters we'll all play our part this season in, in having a good season and uh, ensuring that we, we do the very best we can and I think that's all that's all we can ask so that was Steve Davis there speaking today uh, at the Open Day. So again, a massive thanks to Steve, to Joby, to George, and a thanks to Charlie Long for sorting out the interviews. It was great to speak to all uh, all of those people today. And I know the podcast is it's a bit of a long episode this one, but you know we have five interviews plus a Dave Victor and the Energy Bit interview. It's we've gone over the hour, but sometimes an hour just isn't enough to give you yeah. all this wonderful content. Two and a half weeks worth of stuff, and a lot has happened in that time. So just to Sort of as we uh, go to the end of this, uh, head towards the end of this podcast, the positives yeah. uh, and negatives. So positives this week, obviously the squad and what squad we have ready for the National League. Yeah, well, I, was, I think there's one or two to One or in, two more. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what Steve suggested to us. Uh, the new board, so engaging, it's so refreshing. You know, Kent's been out and about doing the rounds, Nigel said. Uh, in his interview uh, or his sort of video um, yeah, on um, Friday morning Kent is putting up blurred photos again, again even though he's up state still cryptic Kent is up to his old tricks and Nigel's going to be yeah. uh, around as well so it's going to be fan- it, it's absolutely fantastic the fans obviously everybody's united we're so positive It's there's a buzz back about the place and it's just like having the old order yeah it was there. great to see today especially the amount of kids uh, there today there was tons <clears> of must kids must have been a hundred kids that's what least, Steve Davis commented on wasn't it Look at the amount of kids that are here. Oh, it's crazy. At so, least 100. You know, such a busy, Brilliant. such a busy open day today. So it's great. So I'll do the negatives then. Just, just, just the one, one for us. Yeah. yeah, just just a room in sales of Tristan Abrahams and Stephen Alzate. You know, if they stay, amazing. And if they go, we wish them luck. But it would Absolutely. be good. Good to keep them in the squad. Yeah, but you can't have everything as, as, you, as you wish. One of the things we haven't actually mentioned, so uh, I don't know where it would, I don't know when it was actually announced, is that there's three thousand three hundred season tickets that have been sold. Uh, I think we missed that from somewhere else. So we're actually heading towards a record. I think the last record was three thousand four hundred. That was about ten years ago. Right, that'll be that easy. So I think we're, I think we'll steamroll through that. So hero of the last two and a half weeks, we're gonna, as you've probably, you know, probably given it away a bit there, but yep. hero of the last two and a half weeks is. The 3,300 fans who have purchased season tickets, bearing in mind we're a National League club, Boreham Woods' average attendance is less than 500, so we've got 3,300 season tickets. So we will see all of you at Brisbane Road next season. So next week's fixtures in. So on Tuesday, 1st of August, we play Arsenal under-23s in our final pre-season match at Brisbane Road. Kick-off at 7.45. Remember, kids under 11 get in for just 
one pound so a great bargain there so if you go and have a great one Paul will be there I will be on holiday yeah then the National League will kick off on Saturday the 5th of August and we're away to Sutton United kick off is 12.30 it will be shown live and exclusively on BT Sport if you're going have a safe journey uh, and we look forward to seeing you uh, on the TV yep so we've mentioned that we think the starting lineup will be very similar to the one who started um, yesterday so we're going for Granger to start in goal uh, back four, we think will be Caprice, Corson, Elakobi, and Wooderson. Uh, in midfield, we think it will be Lawless, Lee, Bocco, and Mackinoff with Mooney and Bon up front. So let us know what you think. Do you agree with that? Do you disagree with that? You know, we contacted what on Twitter at Orient Outlook, on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast, at Instagram on Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast, or on email. At Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. So tell us what you think uh, will be the starting lineup against Sutton yep. on Saturday. Absolutely. The Outlook, Orient Outlook Prediction League will return before the Sutton match. Uh, so we'll be starting that up again this season, as well as the Orient Outlook Fantasy Football League. So keep your eyes peeled on our social media accounts for further information, as we'd love to get as many of you involved as possible. The more, the merrier. Absolutely. And if you haven't applied for your season ticket yet, what are you waiting for? You know, don't delay. Get your applications in because this is going to be one hell of a season and you do not want to miss out. You really don't. So that's it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode 109. It's been a crazy two and a half weeks at the O's as there's been a lot of change at the club with the ball continuing to make some great signings. Off the pitch, Nigel, Kent and the ball continue to say and do the right things and make it by making the right appointments. And on the pitch, the pre-season friendlies have seemingly gone well with a good bunch of tests to improve the players' fitness and no real injuries game. Yeah. Charlie Lee missed yesterday with a slight knock on his knee, but he told me today yes. that he should be fit and fine. The National League kicks off next Saturday, the 5th of August, and we genuinely couldn't be more excited yeah. so we will be back with episode 110 on sunday the 13th of august that is two weeks today so no podcast next week we are away so that will have all the information and views that you could ever need so again to repeat it no podcast next week if you are listening on itunes please subscribe and give our podcast a review if you're listening on soundcloud tune and stitcher Add us to your favourites and that way you have all the podcasts available as soon as they get uploaded. And like we always say now, if you have an older relative or someone who you think will enjoy the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them, you know, get their headphones in. It's so easy nowadays to do that or get get out on their computer. On their computer. And you know, if you have any ideas or suggestions or anyone you would like to hear from, get in touch. You know, we're available on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and email. So that's it. We would try to get it in under an hour. But we've had five interviews to do, so we hope this hasn't been too long for you. But, you know, we pride ourselves in bringing you the best and most up-to-date content there is for the O's. So, as always, yeah. keep calm. Have a great week. Enjoy Sutton. And we'll hopefully we'll see you at the two home games following. Sutton, Solihull, Maidstone. Yeah. I keep saying Maidenhead, but so it's Maidstone. Right, it is Maidstone. Yeah, so Maidstone at home. If you see so. us, come and say hello. We love meeting new people. We're in the South Stand. As always, you know, the, me and the bearded legend. So have Thank a great you. hello. Have a great fortnight. <laughs> Keep calm <laughs> and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. See you next time. <laughs>